So wait, you're a tattoo artist? The one that does all your tattoos? Yeah. You said he picks a winner? Damn. Wow. Ten hours? You're like, yo, just get it done, get it done, get it done. That's crazy. And he's just doing it. That's love. What's his name? What's like his tat name? Shout out to him. That's real. Got a support. He's from Broward. Or like he's in Broward. That's dope. But everybody knows this is the All Things Sports Podcast. The last episode of 2019. I'm your host, Julian. Co-host, Justin. As we move to the next year, we're going to reflect on this year and the best things that happened this year in sports, not in pop culture, not in politics, not between you and your girl, sports. We're going to go best play, best moment, best athlete, best champion, best game, best story, best moment. I don't know if I said best moment, but we'll do, we'll, we'll cover all of that. And... <clears throat> It started out, Justin's idea brought it up. Obviously, I thought it was great because it is. And we took it as like, we'll, we'll come up with our own. And then today, recording day, we meet and it's like we're kind of going through it. And as I'm thinking of things, it's things he's thought of as well. So we're kind of like, wait, we're agreeing on a lot of these let's kind of make it one of these things that we'll just bring it together and it'll be the all things sports best of 2019 as to the po- as opposed to the J and J right so I guess we'll start off with best athlete and this one was it's kind of a tough one still for me and Justin made his point for the people, I mean, but but but, it's not that it's necessarily my case though, because I kind of I I understood where you were coming from, and I kind of kind of flipped my coin, and we came up. We'll give the athlete of 2019 to Lamar Jackson, right? I'm gonna have to find an applause to kick in. Uh, Lamar Jackson's taking that trophy home, and reason being is, you know, we've never seen anything like him, ever, ever. And, of course, you've seen, as you mentioned, the Michael Vick. You've seen, I mean, really, excuse me, really, Michael Vick is the closest and kind of only comparison because the crazy speed. Uh, you could, you could, you could, but this speed. Yeah. It's another speed. And these cuts are different cuts. So you, you've you never seen anything like it. And then if we're going to say you've never seen nothing like it, we can't go and find more, right? If Michael Vick, people are saying, like, Lamar Jackson is a page out of Michael Vick's book and just, you know, he was rewriting 
But Lamar Jackson took a white piece of paper and turned it, you know, he just turned it into a canvas since Louisville, since high school, really, back in Boynton Beach. Then he went to Louisville, embarrassed ACC, almost beat Deshaun Watson the year he won a championship. He took home the Heisman. You know the draft story. We saw him get drafted last pick, first round, last quarterback of all the hypes quarterbacks. And what did he say when Michael Irvin gave him that interview walking up the stage? He said, what, what is Baltimore getting out of you? He said, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. And here we are in December, the last week of December 2019, and Lamar Jackson is about a month away from playing in his first Super Bowl, if all holds up, because the AFC is going through Baltimore. And just turn it into an NFL talk, but this is what Lamar Jackson does. Um, The AFC is going through Baltimore, and he can come back home to Miami. Obviously, he's from Broward, but, I mean, that's county line. But um, he'll come back to South Florida, and he can play – another essential home game in the Super Bowl, which if he does get to the Super Bowl, whoever comes out the NFC is going to be tough, tough, tough. I, like, I'm not talking about, oh, they're going to be able to be. I'm just saying that's going to be a real good team coming out that NFC. So he's going to need that extra, you know what I mean, as a young quarterback because he could be playing to Russell Wilson, right? He can play Drew Brees. <laughs> I wouldn't put him there, but those three, that's enough. That's enough right there. Um, so, Lamar Jackson, what he did, over 3,200 passing yards, over, what, 1,200 rushing yards, 36 passing touchdowns, almost 10 rushing yard, rushing touchdowns. Unset, unheard of. And he's first in touchdown passes. And his efficiency is out of the roof. But he's not a quarterback. Stop it. Stop. I don't care. I don't, you can call him quarterback, running back. I call him unbelievable, unstoppable. Athlete. Just athlete. Um, at, at the purest and finest form. And he's always so free playing football. It's never like, you know, he's too tight. You know, he's not, he's not loosened up. He's always ready. He's always... Ready to make a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the people's argument was Giannis. You know, I thought Giannis. That was my first, my yeah, my initial thought. And reason being, you know, we saw what Giannis did to the regular season last year. Dominated every day. Um, he was like what we were saying about Russell Westbrook, how he doesn't take a night off. He was doing that, but it was his turn for the MVP. And it was a unanimous type of deal. Like, you know, you knew Paul George before he got hurt was a good uh, candidate. James Harden with what he was doing last year was a good candidate. But Giannis was obviously just a little, you know, a little step ahead. And um, He was also nominated for defensive player of the year, too. Right. Just so people know. So it was, it was two-sided. And um, this year we see him again, and he's putting up those MVP numbers playing – out of this world, you know, freak athlete, and the, the name of the 
trophy is athlete, you know, best athlete. What Lamar's doing on the football field is what a best athlete would do. And what Giannis is doing on the basketball court is what a best athlete would do. Now, I feel like Lamar has a bigger chance in his first, or excuse me, second season in the league to win a championship um, than, you know, a Giannis has a chance to win a championship. And I don't even know if that's like a point, but it's like if we're going to throw cherries on top, you know, I'd give it to the guy who's winning the Super Bowl. And not to say that he'll win, not to say that Giannis won't. We came up, Lamar Jackson, athlete of the year. So, give it to him. Right. We got... Um, I think that was part of the easiest one on the list, too. Right. That was the one where it was like, kind of get it. Get it yeah, because Giannis came pretty quick to my head, too. And then once you told me... Lamar, and then we had the back and forth of we never saw this before and stuff. It was like, all right, that that that's fair, and and I agree. And he's my favorite football player, so why not? We'll move on. Um, if we get to it, we're gonna tell a, a Christmas or, or holiday story. We can do that if we squeeze that in. We do have some questions. Some people have some questions, so. If, we do appreciate that, and we're always down to get into those. So we'll run through these. But um, <clears throat> I guess best moment. Best moment of 2019. And sports, you know, bring, brings a lot, you know. I mean, for, you, what, for what sports means to people. I mean, you know, we have the luxury and the privilege to talk about it with you guys every week. Sports more than just, you know, fans of whatever. I mean, it touches, you know, people differently. Right. You know, on a different basis, on a yearly basis. And, you know, there's, I think, down to its foundation, it's core. We love it so much. Yeah, it brings everybody together and it creates memories. Sort of like music, right? There's some things in, in life or, or in general that they're just essentials for life. For some people, because sports are not for everybody. But everybody has something like sports um, that you would put in that category, as I mentioned, music. Um, I guess another good example would be... Hmm. What could you compare it to? What could you compare music and sport? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, what... what yeah. Like, what up? Like... Movies, movies, yeah. movies, movies. People are movies. Yeah, for sure. People. No, a lot of people. Like, a lot of people are movie people. Yeah. Look at the Star Wars crowd. There's a huge Star Wars crowd. There's a huge Avengers crowd. There's a huge. Okay, so there's like movies. Like, so some people want to watch the greatest movie. Some people want to hear the best album. Some people want to watch the best, you know, competitive athletes going head to head. And to bring back what we were saying in general was. We're going to talk about the best moment. And, and it was something special this year that really affected a lot of people that even didn't have to do with the situation. And it, it also had to do with the association as a whole because it, it was history. Yeah. And the moment of the decade, or excuse me, <laughs> let me not get ahead of myself. We'll do that next year. 
yeah. we'll do that next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moment of the decade. Moment of 2019 um, was Kawhi Leonard Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven, buzzer beater over Joel Embiid, sends the Toronto Raptors to their first NBA championship. Um, no, buddy. Yeah? yeah the you're Bulls right. Bulls. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Send them to, yeah. But big nonetheless. You're right. I mean, that matchup was clutch. That was. And, I mean, a lot of people said, you know, came to Toronto get past the hump. They started off good, fell back, kind of came back. Right. And, and everybody knew Philly, you know, was probably the toughest matchup. And we've seen it, you know, in the regular season. That's and true. And for, and, and the whole, the whole year, it was always looming around. Was it a one-year deal? You know, what would they have to do to keep them? They would, you know, they'd have to at least... Literally. They'd have to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They'd have to at least get to the Finals, you know, to even have a chance. So it was this whole big, like, situation looming over. Like, we, you know, we kind of just were, like, waiting for Golden State to come out. Right. But, like, I mean, for that, you know, moment for the city of Toronto, I mean... How, and they got to do it. It's funny how prominent basketball has come in the city of Toronto. Yeah. And like I said, it was just, you know, it was all on Kawhi. And it was just all the stars. The whole perfect. season was on Kawhi. And, and it was like. It all just lined up perfectly on that one. Like, literally everything lined up perfectly on that one play. And, the, you know. The they were at home. After, yeah, the moment after to come, was it, you know, everything that led him came with it. Charlie B left the court crying. Like you could, you like you didn't have to be like you said. You didn't have to be a fan. You didn't have to be there. If you know basketball, you know like the city of Toronto. You knew the storyline of Kawhi Leonard. Yep. You know how big that moment was for a whole country, really. That's another thing. It wasn't a moment for the NBA only. It was a moment for Canada. Yeah. Right. Like this had to do with the Raptors getting to that first finals. This had to do with the Raptors winning that first finals. This had to do with Kawhi's going to stay. Oh, it's for sure now. This has to do with, you know, like, just so much. Just so much. It changed the narrative in Toronto. Because it was like Cleveland was Toronto's dad. And Toronto was looked at as, Toronto was looked at as like, they can't get past this. Like, LeBron leaves. Kawhi comes, opens up, you know. But then, with, along with Kawhi, comes the emergence of, you know, the Greek freak. Yep. That's who we, you know, just talked about. Yep. Comes with the, oh, finally, Philly, you know, the, the process has come to its, you know, conclusion. And this is what we're left with. We're left with Embiid, arguably best in the league. Ben Simmons, you know, say, people saying you know, what could be. They acquired Jimmy Butler. They, you know, just all this stuff. Everything. Like, we. Everything it it looked like Philly was that favorite. Yeah, started, you know, bouncing against the Boston people, you know. So, so. Yeah, so that, and then just the way it happened, it was just, like, it was like, it, there was some, like, the pause between the shot the bounces and the baskets were probably like I couldn't even imagine being there. My heart probably would have blown out my damn chest. You imagine being a fan 
like of that team that that guy hits the shot for. That's. Yeah, honestly, honestly, that was crazy. But the fact that, but what's different about this is that they got to celebrate it. And like you said, it's not just the association or the fans; it's a whole. Right, they got to celebrate that moment like with no interruption. It was like, all right, bye. Ray Allen was like, hit the shot, play defense, go to overtime, take care of business. It was like, oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Back in it. That was like, bro, it's over. Like, there's nothing you could You're probably looking at the scoreboard like, no. Like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Jimmy Butler had just hit a layup. He got a steal off the missed Kawhi free throw, got the layup to take the lead, and Kawhi went and did that. So we're going to go ahead and give that best moment Best moment of 2019. There were some good moments, though. Were. We're not going to mention any honorable moments. But uh, that was definitely the best. And then we're going to get into best play. This one we did argue about. And it's describing what a moment was and what a play was and, you know, differentiating that. Yeah, uh, yes. We came to a conclusion. Damian Lillard's game winner Paul George. To send them to the Western Conference Finals, correct? No, that was, no, that was to get out the first round. That, that was, was to get out the first round? Yeah, wow. They played uh, Denver in the semis. And right. Right, and McCollum went off. But everybody was like, you know, talking about, oh, maybe OKC can compete in the West and go to the finals. Put it, put it this way, nobody, literally nobody gave Portland a chance. Everybody was like, we've seen before Portland. For sure. Like, we we saw them versus the Pelicans. Yeah, like, we, you know, we, we, we knew how this was going. We've seen it before. But that's after this play. This play alone, oh, my God. So... It's nothing new to Damian Lillard to shoot, you know, damn out of bounds. He actually does it very efficiently. You know, stuff is a number one thing. Actually, can't those thirty footers. We, we've seen it. No shame. But to all right, so it's fourth quarter, you know, and time ticking down. They're up three-one at home, one fifteen, one fifteen, and he's just calm, cool. Got Paul George, one of the best defenders in the league. He was in MVP discussions. He was in most improved player discussion. He was in defensive player of the year discussion. Mm-hmm. Paul George had one hell of a 2018 2019 season. And his game, just calm, cool. Season time. And the split second was like. Time was going down. Oh, bird. Shoots it in Paul George's face. I would say at least 28, 29 feet from the basket. Off of one leg to the side. Mm. Just Cash. Right in front of his sister. Pure money. Oh. Right in front of his sister. It was 
And then he just stared at OKC's bench and waved. Bye-bye. And then everybody starts to mosh him. And he's got the epic photo of straight face Dame time. That was crazy. I was. It was a good game back and forth. Late, it got it got it got you know intense. OKC was making a run for it, and then Lillard like snatched their soul because OKC was about to steal one on the road, and then go back to OKC. Who who knows, right? Go three two. Home, yeah, go, exactly, exactly. Go back home three two. Just have one of the. And then game. game seven, like you handle business at home three two. Russell Westbrook and Paul George at the crib. And then you got to just, you know, just worry about game seven. But Dame Time knew what it was, and he knew that he had to take that type of shot. He knew that he was meant to take that type of shot. He's talented enough to take that type of shot. And, you know, if you really think about it, probably one of the smarter shots because it would have had to have been that or a, a strong attack to the rim, in my opinion, because, like you mentioned, most improved candidate, DPOY candidate, MVP candidate before the injury. Paul George is right in your grill. And obviously he wasn't right in his grill, but if he would have tried to make that, you know, normal range shot. Right, right. But it was still like, you know, it's his dame. You got to kind of get up on that, put pressure on the ball. Don't let him get to his spot. This is the thing. With, with game winners, you can't let a guy find his spot. You have to get him off of his spot and force him off of his spot. Don't let him get to his spot. So, and obviously, easier said than done. But you know, with right, and they—that's where they are comfortable. Like when it's their shot, their spot. That's just rise and shine. Kobe Bryant gets to his spot. There's no diaper. You can hit him in the face. It, it, he's gonna jump. He's gonna flick the wrist. And he's got the motion all in his brain. Steph Curry gets to his spot. Kawhi Leonard, that spot where he hit that shot, he just put it a little over and bead, but that's his shot. We saw him hit that shot versus Portland in the game winner. Dirk. Oh, man. And and Dwayne Wade used to get to his spot. Oh, my God. On the come around pull up. Uh, Rip. So, Tracy McGrady used to get to his spot. Once these dudes get there, it's it's either, you know, they're going to make it or they're going to miss it and, and likely, you know, get a good, you know, good attempt off. But when you put pressure on them, Paul George needed to put more pressure. Obviously, we can't change anything about this, but, you know, I'm sure OKC fans are still sick. They're looking at their team now, and it's like Chris Paul, Schroeder, Steven Adams. Like, what, what happened? We just said we were, they were talking about them last year about winning the finals, about possibly join, uh, uh, challenging the Warriors in the finals, and they go to this, draft picks. But um, that was definitely the best moment of 2019. Excuse me, best play. <laughs> We went over this. That was definitely the best play of 2019. And um, I'm sure everybody, I know everybody was going crazy watching it because when you go on Twitter and see instantly that, you know, these dudes, boy. So, look, we'll do it like this. Best champion. This one was tough. This one was tough because. There wasn't much to pick. Right. Uh, we eliminated the Raptors championship because. Of, you know, the injuries in Golden State because, you know, 
Kevin Durant. We saw what happened. Clay Thompson. Once Clay Thompson tore his ACL in game six, like, all right, enough. And even still, it was still like. That it was down to the last shot on that game. Steph Curry missed a shot. Um, Now, we're going to avoid them. NFL, we're going to avoid the Patriots because that was just boring. That was boring. And if Gronk wasn't playing, who's to know? Right. That boy's badass, though. I will say that. I will say that. Um, baseball. Mm. If we're going to be real, it could be. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Because game seven, it came down to, all right, switch up. We're not even going to share what the other one was. We'll keep that in, you know. We, it was never official. It was never official. When it comes down to, uh, you know, filing them down, Houston won every game on the road. That's four games. Excuse me. Washington won four games on the road in Houston. Neither team won a home game. The, the, the pitching was phenomenal. We saw Steven Strasburg got his bag. Scherzer. And about Sanchez was in his bag. Sean Doolittle was relieving. And and the the Howie Kendrick pickup. And how he turned everything into I'm the veteran, leave it in my hands. He he literally he literally helped them really, really much that series because if not for him, you know, he some key hitting. And obviously Adam Eaton, you know, um, we saw. Uh, am I thinking right? Is it Adam Eaton? He just got paid, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like it's not Adam Eaton. Is it Adam Eaton? No, no, because no, you're thinking of who's, who, the, who the Angels signed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's Rendon, Anthony Rendon. I, I was like, it's not Adam Eaton. Anthony Rendon. They lost one. I'll tell you that they lost one, but. Um, Nonetheless, you know, what they had to do to prevail on the road, like we said, uh, with Bryce Harper leaving. Like, Bryce Harper literally signed a contract of his lifetime. Their franchise player went to their division rival who was probably – I don't know if they were projected to necessarily be better than the Nationals, but definitely have a chance to compete with the Nationals. Um, And they did. The Nationals came in as a wild card. And it was just like, or I, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was their road, their road dominance in the in the World Series, and then you know them having to play the Dodgers, you know, and I think they beat them in six or so, and their first run, they they played, I think they played that that uh, tiebreaker. Ooh, it was it was good, man. That run was good. So we'll definitely put respect on on. The Nationals, man. It's crazy how uh, the Nationals get their first title this year. And, what, two years ago, the Capitals got their first title. So, uh, be on the lookout for the Wizards. Right. Ella Don Don. Be on the lookout for the Wizards. Psych. Shall we move along? Shall we flip the page? Best game. Ooh. 
This one was... I feel, Okay, I feel like we can kind of talk about this one. This is what I kind of wanted to do. We can talk about this one. And before we give up what we have... Oh, man, it's just so much. I can't lie. I can't lie. I can't lie. I can't lie. Ooh. I'm trying to think of the, of the effect that it gave you, right? That UVA-Auburn game. We didn't want to move. We didn't want to get up. We didn't want to change the channel. They were shot for Just shot. remember that. Just remember that feeling. So when you look at, wow, here's another nominee, wow, Bama LSU, right? It was very good. It was a very good game. And Joe Burrow had his Heisman moments. And, you know, Harris... Najee Harris was killing it. The running back for LSU was killing it. We saw uh, that Ruggs and who's the other dude for Alabama killing it, 17. That was a good game. That was a good-ass game. LSU-Bama, but that March Madness, UVA versus Auburn. And then... There was a lot of March Madness. March Madness games, yeah, because, like... uh, That Duke, that Duke UCF game was crazy, where UCF almost beat Duke. Taco Fall, oh. that was a crazy game, and and we had that tip in or it rolled off. They had a game winning layup to like hit it, and it rolled off, and we survived. Um, that was a good game. But back to in the NFL, I feel like we're missing a football game that was crazy. But what? Well, but but if we're going 2019, yeah. we have well, it would have been the playoffs. You're right. It would have just been yeah, well, January. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. What's I mean? I mean, who was in the in the championship? The Patriots and the Chiefs. Chiefs. AFC Championship was a really good game. Went to overtime, but one offside penalty away. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were watching that. That was a good game, and then the. What, NFC Championship? Oh, that was a joke. Um, that was a controversy. All right, if we're talking about 2019, we got to talk about that real quick. Because, I mean, it changed the rules, at least the, for one year. The biggest bullshit of 2019. Yeah, we'll improvise. It's not even on the list, but it is now. Okay, we got to talk about that. Pl- I mean, pass, I mean, pass interference will never be the same. No. Like that, I mean, we were here watching that, too. We were like, all you could say was how. That's really, that's really all, the only word you could muster was just how. How was it missed? Because it was so, I mean, I argue that's worse than when we had the pl- replacement refs. When, remember the, uh, <laughs> the the Monday night game, Golden Tate? Oh, the touchback. That. Uh, that was crazy, but. Oh. Uh, and like I said, it changed the rules. I mean, and people. That was probably the biggest thing since that Monday night versus Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're talking about a game. I mean, yeah, because when you, when you think of best game, it's like back and forth, as you see, whole way. It doesn't have to be your team. It's just that good going back and right. forth. Right. Hmm. And... 
there was no. See, the NFL season this year was strange. I feel, in a sense. Um, and then yeah, when it comes to NBA, we really just had a little bit of last year, including the playoffs. And I think I think we'll. Because we had the Bama game, Bama LSU, Joe Burrow versus Tua Tagovailoa, Jerry Judy dropped two touchdowns, uh, and then we have the what game that we just give? Uh, uh, Auburn Virginia. I mean, if it comes down to it, I'll be honest. It's football versus basketball, so that kind of gives the edge to basketball as far as what's a better game sometimes because the excitement level. Yeah, because that, like... And that adrenaline, yeah, like... like that, that literally, the, the, the ability to literally end the game. Yeah. Single-handedly, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I would give it to that because I didn't want to get up while the game was on. When the game, when the Alabama game was on, I kind of went to the to the bathroom, I... I think I took a shower at, you know, and toward the end of the second quarter. So. No, it is true because, I mean, let's be honest. I, well, I mean, and it was a really good game. It was a really good game. Like, that's it, not it, the downplay. For sure. For sure. And Alabama lost. I mean, what, what more could you ask for? But um, I just think that excitement level. And it was a Final Four game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Back and forth, like shot for shot. And, you know, it was a number five seed versus a number one seed. This wasn't like a number one versus a number this, two. This, this really good Extremely exciting. Hopefully we get that again this coming March. Damn, I, I doubt it, it's so crazy. March is already around the corner. Um, so, yeah, we'll give it to UVA, Kyle Guy, and um, DeAndre Hunter. I was thinking of his name. DeAndre Hunter. They're going to get best game of 2019. That's that's high props. Shout out to the UVA boys. We're going to go our last award, our last best of 2019. Uh, right? We're going to go best story. Best story of 2019. This is from January to December 2019. Um, you know, obviously... If a story pops up, you know, in the next four days or so, you know, we might have a New Year's Eve story to talk about. We we might be able to come back and edit this on Saturday if the playoff games are fire and we change up, you know, game of the year real quick. We might have to change up best play. But for now, as it stands, and as we've seen the college football playoff go, we didn't know if we're going to get Alabama versus Oklahoma last year or Georgia versus Oklahoma two years ago, right? We don't know what we're getting. So we made these decisions. We'll be fine. We'll live. I hope we get outplayed with this. I hope we, we, we missed on best play and best game of the year, best moment, best story, something. I hope I missed. But best story of 2019 to date, it's got to be Dwayne Wade, his farewell tour, one last dance, you know, going out in Miami versus Philly, the the final stage of the Butler recruitment. This is how deep it is. John Legend 
courtside with his girl getting her drink spilled over her shirt because Dwayne Wade's acting a fool. Hitting shots. Won the game. Triple double almost. He went again and he went and got that triple double versus Brooklyn the next night on a back to back final game of his career. Triple double to U D. That's that's part of the story. This is all part of the story. Triple double to U D. LeBron, Chris Paul, Melo at the game, courtside. Every night, a fan, a couple fans walking around with D-Wade autographed jerseys, shirts, merch, signs. Every night, a young player maybe swapping a jersey, maybe with a vet, with Dirk. We got to see Dirk and Wade play their last game, and that was a good game. And that was a good game. That all-star game. Remember, we got the lob. We got the lob. I mean, it was there was nothing more you could ask for. There was as far as Heat fans could have made the playoffs, right? But just all in all, you know, Wade's running in Dade County, turned it into his own county. Um, he really embraced the culture of Miami. Never got too high. Never got too low. Always led, always was positive, always worked with what he had, always listened to the coach, always wanted to get better, always did what was best for the team, never got in trouble. Stand up guy, always respected on the court. There really isn't enough you can say about the league, quite honestly. It's too much, it's too much. So he's definitely the best story of 2019. And him being a retired dad of, what, four now or so, three or four, it's awesome, bro. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to see. And um, he's going to be in the Heat front office or coaching staff, you know, sooner than later. Uh, sooner than later. Um, if you got any words on D-Wade, speak um, now. Solidified. Yep. Change the game. Exactly. At least we weathered the storm. You know, it wasn't, you know, it it could have been anything else. We got him back from Cleveland, and we knew exactly how it was going to go. So just appreciate the fact that, you know, he did do what he did for, what, 16 seasons? I mean, in his career, we'll do 15 
and a half or what? 15 seasons, 15 and a half. 14 and a half. Yeah, so that's one and a half. 14 and a half years in Miami. But, you know, we remember 06. We remember, you know, 09, his MVP season that was robbed. We remember 2012. 09, when he was robbed for the MVP. You know, they gave it to King James. But, uh, you know, with this, you know, I don't have to explain. 2013, back to back. And then, you know, 2015, excuse me, 2014, 15, 16, holding it down with Chris Bosh when LeBron left. Stand up, you know what I'm saying? Everything put together that, that, that grew, that love that he got every night for 82 games. Home, away, you know, rival. Never, never. I don't think not one person even did that. So he knows. Um, that's our you know award ceremony this year. We'll, we'll we'll end that. You know, so shout out to those who did win next year. You know, we'll, we'll be watching from 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 about Saturday Sunday. I think Sunday we'll start watching for yeah the decade. We're gonna we're gonna have to see something next year that really impresses us. Because I wouldn't put up none of these with the decade. No, this year? I don't think 2019 was a decade type of year. There were some good ones, but... um, Real quick, what we'll do before we get out of here, since it is a kind of special episode, we'll go ahead and answer some questions that we did receive, because we do appreciate that, as I mentioned. Shout out to DJ. Shout out to um, Quan, to Don who was one of the first people to kind of throw us a question other than Justin. Um, He had two questions, and DJ had three. DJ is a Cowboys fan, by the way. Um, Yeah, so we'll start with, since we're talking about Dwayne Wade, we're talking about the Heat, we're talking about, you know, good old times. We'll start with Kwanda Don. He says, can the Heat potentially reach the finals? And I think this one can kind of be cut short a little bit with, I think, yes, for sure they can. Um, Is it highly likely? No. You know, matchup-wise, in seven games versus, you know, the Bucks, the length is there, and and Philly, the length is there. But um, I truly think in seven games, you can beat those teams, right? The odds are going to be against them. But I do truly think that they can. Um, Boston will be a tough matchup. But I think this East is going to be competitive all around. Um, you're going to get a good, you know, you're going to get a good Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, is it possible? Truly, I do. Yeah, because I think I think we get you know, not not enough recognition in how many really good matchups we have as far as you know in the East. I mean, I was you know obviously waiting. The Philly matchup all year, and you know, paid dividends second time around. Mm-hmm. Um, the first Boston match was tough; it was off a of back-to-back. Um, it was Toronto. We, you know, we always have we beat, always beat have those, them at home. Yeah, we always have those games with Toronto. Always, it doesn't matter who who's on either team. It's you know, Toronto. It's been like that lately. And Milwaukee. I mean, we 
that was a big win for us early, especially without Jimmy Butler. Without him, yep. We, you know, we were just getting things together. It was, you know, just coming together and was figuring it out. So to have the resilience from a, you know, a relatively young team to come back and, and win that game against, you know, if, you know, from an unbiased standpoint, obviously if I don't have the Heat figured out the East, you know, Milwaukee team that I have favored to come out of the East. It was, it was special, and, you know, we could, we could see it then. So, yeah, as far as matchup-wise, I definitely think right. we have the potential to come it's out. Possible. It's possible. It's super possible. It's not highly likely, yeah, but, but we weren't even supposed to be here at 22-8. and eight. I mean, you know, and, if you listen to them. And we're getting recognition. So. His next question, Quanta Don asked, was, uh, I, it's he asked, is LeBron still the king? Now, there's a couple ways to take this question. You can, I, I kind of took it as, you know, is he still kind of on top of the league? You know, um, he'll always be the king. He'll always be King James. So I don't think he was being that obvious with it. Um, is he still the king of the league? I mean, for being real, real. Um, I'm just looking for a way to not say no, but kind of express the fact that there are others who are kind of right there. LeBron's playing phenomenal basketball, right? Right. We've seen this greatness for the last 16, 17 years. Um, If you're telling me, you know, who would you start a team with right now? I'm not going to pick LeBron. But if you tell me, you know, if you're in the finals and you get one of these guys, who do you take? Yeah, if it comes down to, like, one game. Not even. I'll or, take a like final a series. series. Like a series? Fair enough. Fair enough. And the only other person I'm putting up for consideration, well, no, I can't say that. There's a couple that get considered. Oh, a couple. Yeah, a couple. Only two others, in my opinion. Anthony Davis, uh, excuse me, um, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. So those are the other two that are, and and to me, the league better not forget about Kevin Durant, right? Because he could easily be a champion this summer. He could easily not be hurt and be playing with Brooklyn and balling out right now. He could be. Unfortunately, he's not, but we know who he is. Um, To me, it's, 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 crazy with Kawhi Leonard with the load management I can't give him top yeah I mean and then you're looking at from an aspect of like you said um is he still top of the mountain you know best player in the league answer is yes right and exactly it's hard to say no to that because if I go ahead and And, say if I go ahead and say Giannis and LeBron like who you want I'll take LeBron bro yeah, I'm like, trying to win right now. And, and don't get me wrong, I can understand people want to say Kawhi, that's fine. People want to say Giannis, that's fine. People used to say Kevin Durant, and that's still fine. But you have to look at it from the aspect of, I feel like with a lot of those guys, like for example Giannis, we say, oh, if Giannis had a, you know, had a jump shot, he'd be the best you know, player ever. With Kawhi, load management, how many games can he play? Um, obviously, you know how good he is. Does he, does he make the people around him better? Right. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, obviously has been questioned uh, defensively. Can he bring a team there? I, I don't feel like there's any questions with LeBron. 
even even still now to this day in this day and age, his what? This is like his seventeenth season. Yep. I mean, there's look look at look at the LeBron effect when he goes to your team, and really we've seen it every year. Finals besides, contender. Yeah, we've seen it every year besides last year, and that was because that team was just. LeBron got hurt. And LeBron got hurt. Which will be interesting to kind of keep a look at with this groin injury he's dealing with, um, speaking of which. But, yeah, I think LeBron is still at the top of the mountain. And um, especially with him being a a super final contender, um, you know, if he wins the finals this year, it's like, y'all need to chill. You know, like back up. Yeah, Just let the man retire and then like, start talking. Yeah, like y'all gonna have to wait exactly. Right. You have to wait exactly to like Brady. Just like Brady. Yeah. And that's that's the LeBron effect. So, DJ, but I appreciate those questions, Quan. We appreciate those questions. Keep sending them in, and uh, we'll be more than happy to knock them out. We got some Dallas Cowboy questions and um, NCAA football questions now, or a question. Um, which one you want? Um, I'm, I want to say my dessert. Oh man! So should Joe Burrow? It's funny. We actually spoke about this last week, if I'm not mistaken. Should Joe Burrow be the clear-cut number one overall pick after winning the Heisman? We did actually speak about it. So DJ, you can just go back listening that. No, I'm um, I think if you agreed with me, you know, I made the case that yeah, or yeah, you you were you're on Joe Burrow's fucking hype train. Um, and not to say that it's all hype, but there's a hype train. And um, whether or not the party is lit, there's a party. Um, Everybody's invited. Well, Cincinnati, you know, they're VIP. Listen. Everybody's invited, you know. Everybody gets to look. Like I said. But they're... wait. Cincinnati's going home with Burrow. And this is my thing. Okay, so now, don't get me wrong. I'm the biggest Joe Burrow fan. Like, I'm, I truly believe. You like LSU? Who? Nah, we What about what if he turns out to be like because it, it can go like Miles Garrett, you know, it can go like that. Now, now, OK, so. As far as like as rusher or defensive lineman, 
Last time I probably thought that was Jadavion Connor. I feel like Miles Garrett is a freak athlete. I think he's a super freak athlete. He's dominant. Um, and to his credit, like he number one pick. Khalil Mack now is what I'm seeing from him. Like that's what I get. Like that's crazy. You just can't block him. I feel you. There's but no here's this: Does that mean they go? I mean, they're gonna be horrible again if they draft Chase Young. They'll be horrible again. Does that just put them in the market for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? It's like, if Chase Young comes out, take him, get your quarterback next year. Or what, you know? But I, I think, I personally think they go Joe Burrow. You got to take him. You got to take him. You, you got to get your quarterback. The, the franchise is in remote water right now, and there is no, somebody's got to steer the ship and get them to fucking Paul Brown Stadium safely. They're like in the middle of the lake, <laughs> and they, they can't even get back to the stadium. Um, it, it has to be. To me, it has to be Joe Burrow. It'll solve a lot of their problems. I think Zach Taylor wants this guy. You know, he wants his guy. He doesn't want to keep working with some other dude's project that didn't work. And, you know, we've seen that game. And we, we've seen, you know, we've seen, you know, teams – not get the quarterback and suffer from it. So there you go, and and they have a great defense with a great pass rush. So what are we really saying now? Let's get to the boys. Let's get to the boys. So Jason Garrett, we uh, presume is 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 in the famous words of Vince McMahon or Donald Trump, fire. But it's Jerry. But it's Jerry, and considering three times the division title has been on the line in the last game of the year against the Redskins, against the Giants, and against the Eagles. <laughs> and he's lost all three. He's lost to every single one of your division opponents when the division title is on the line. Now, you would think after losing to two, he would be out of there. He lost to all three. Mm. And we said before, That's like he should be Jim Harbaugh shit. Yeah, we said before he should be clear-cut fired. So, it's one of those things where I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I hear that. You imagine the boys go out and pull up a Super Bowl appearance out of that NFC? You imagine that they do and he still gets fired? That'd be even better. But nobody wants to see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, except for Cowboys fans. But, I mean, <clears throat> this, no, no. Well, the question was, who's the next coach? You don't think that there's any chance they give Kellen Moore the job? No. No. You just kind of settled down some Cowboys fans. If Jerry is going to fire Jason Garrett, he's going to bring in 
been the lights and new and shiny old politics. Right. Which potentially could be Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is the sexy thing. He's the big dad. You know, he's the shiny new car, the ooh and wow. Now, if I were a normal GM, I would probably try to go for Ron Rivera, given what your team looks like, what that Panthers team that you took to the Super Bowl, what McCann looked like. I, I would think it would be a terrifying thing. But I like all the bells and whistles. I like the wild fact that I got to put butts in the seats, Jerry World, and all that. Lincoln Riley, I mean, you see what he's done with three different quarterbacks. And I understand it's college, but at some point in time, you gotta, when a system works, it works. I mean, we're talking about two back-to-back Heisman winners, two back-to-back first overall picks. Dudes under six foot one, a lot of people didn't think they could play. They're balling, given the situation they're, they're both in. Right. And Jalen Hurts has the potential to do it this year. He's not gonna be a first overall pick, but he has the potential to maybe go to the right team. And It's possible. So, if you're a Cowboys fan, I would be optimistic and maybe hopefully come around here. I don't know or don't see him really leaving Oklahoma. So, it's not Lincoln, like I said, it would be working there, but I'm taking it from Washington, GM, not, not Jerry. <laughs> I'm going to let you keep that answer. I respect that. Um, his other question was. Hmm. Will Dak Prescott be a Cowboy next year? I do. I I, I think so. Um, I think this is the obvious one for Jerry. I don't think Jerry's this silly. I think he knows what it means to have a franchise quarterback and how important uh, it is and detrimental it is when you don't. Um, So with that understanding, as a businessman, I think Jerry knows and respects the fact that Dak Prescott, first of all, has showed that he earned the contract that he should get, in my opinion. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Dak Prescott is playing poorly. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is you know, his fault that the Cowboys are, are doing this. Um, because, obviously, the reason that they're here and the reason that he's gone next year is Jason Garrett, right? Um, whether you want to put it on play calling, um, whether you want to put it on not putting the ball in your highest paid player's hands when you should in Zeke, um, whether it's the defense lapsing. I, I don't I don't know that, you know, they can let Dak Prescott walk and then have any type of Super Bowl aspirations, really. And with the aspirations and hopes that Jerry Jones has year after year, um, they're very Jim Ursay-like you know, Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> listen, don't play with your food. Pay the man. And and I, I don't think it goes past that. I really don't think it goes past that. I think he's letting it lag because he has the time. He can take his time probably in the offseason. You know, he wants to see what Dak's going to do in the playoffs, I guess. But we've seen Dak perform in the playoffs. We've seen Dak perform in big games for the Cowboys. We've seen the defense let up some games. We've seen Dak play poor as well, like other quarterbacks. But when you look at Dak's career and how he started his rookie year, you know, let's let's not forget or take away 
Dak Prescott has kept the Cowboys relevant for the last four years now. So um, if Jared Goff's going to get it, obviously he goes to the Super Bowl with a great defense, best running back in the league at the time. Um, you know, fair enough. But I do think Dak Prescott is deserving of every dollar he he will get this off season. <laughs> They'll do it. They'll do it. So, DJ, as well, we appreciate the question. Everybody else who's listening, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. You know, it's it's coming up on another year for us, but end of the calendar year, you know, as we reflect back on 12 months of recording straight through, it's been fun. It's, it's what we want to do every week. So, appreciate you guys for listening. We'll catch y'all next year. Happy New Year. I talk slicker than up here from Augusta who just had his linen suit dry clean. Bitches, what's up with ya? I hate calling the women bitches, but the bitches love it. I took some sense and made a nickel of it. I'm urging all daughters to kiss their mothers with those lips that all that lipstick covers. You're never too grown up to missing hugger. And girls counting on me to be there like missing rubbers. I'm on some Marvin Gaye shit, a bunch of distant lovers. This ain't the life that I'm used to. Reintroduce the people I've been introduced to. Did you forget me? Or are you too scared to tell me that you met me in fear that I won't remember? I wish you could still accept me for me. I miss Memphis, Tennessee, my cousins, my dad. The simplistic beauty that all of them southern have. I'm halfway across the world with dozens of bags Feeling like all four members are calling me bad And one nigga, amazing shit I got that Courtney love for ya, that crazy shit I don't drink every bottle I own, I be aging shit And I got them wedding ring flows, that engaging shit Which one of y'all got fleets on your keychains And seats for these heat games I really think that you stare at yourself and you see things La Familia, I've been inducted and instructed To stun on these niggas we don't really fuck with Fuck is up, having lunch and debating Ferrari prices, 23 and going through a midlife crisis, but trust me, I still deliver like a midwife, and no, I'm not saying I'm the nicest, I just live life like it, uh, it take a certain type of man to teach, to be far from hood, but to understand the streets, I never threw away that paper with my Grammy speech, because I haven't hit the pinnacles I plan to reach, yeah, you gotta own it if you want it, kisses on the body, she tells me live in the moment, and baby, I never forget none of that. Girl, I told you I was coming back Would've came back for you I just needed time To do what I had to do Caught in the light